Hey everybody. Hello. Hello. It's so good to be back here. Amen. I enjoy it. I enjoy and I appreciate um, that Pastor Sharon gives me the opportunity to come down here and share the word. And so now I need to know, am I, am I supposed to excuse anybody or? Children. Children? Okay. Um, yes, ma'am. I heard a um. Actually, there's no teacher today. No teacher today. Sorry, guys. Have a seat. Sit back down. If you guys want to go back, you can. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, it is good to be back here. And um, I just want you guys to know I just got done with a faith explosion. We went to a conference where they had meetings for uh, four days, three times a day. And it was good. And I am full. <laughs> I am full to the fill, ready to overflow on you guys. And so I am asking the Lord, I've got like these things just swirling around and it still really hasn't landed yet. So I'm just kind of waiting for it to land. And um, there's a couple of ways. So I'll see, I'll set them out there and see if there's a nibble, like, oh, a nibble. Let's just see if I sense anything in the spirit. One of them is forgiveness. One of them is forgiveness, to minister on forgiveness. And the other one is to minister engaging with the Holy Spirit of God. Engaging with the Holy Spirit of God. Forgiveness. Well, heck, I think they both go together. <laughs> I think they're both going to go together. Both are necessary. Both are absolutely necessary. But at this moment, I just want to, uh, again, just thank... Uh, Pastor Sharon for inviting me to come down and minister to you guys. It's my heart to empower and bring strength to the body of Christ. It's um, I want to impart what I have. You can't give what you don't have. And I am full of the Spirit of God. And I am full of the Word of God. And I want to impart these things to people so that they can move up in degrees of level in their walk with God so that they can again affect someone else. Because if you don't have it, you can't affect somebody else with it. So that's my heart. My heart is to bring impartations, to bring spiritual truth, to, to help teach you how to enter into the presence of God as I have learned to enter into the presence of God and um, walk things out. Just walk a Christian life out and then help other people to do the same thing so that you help other people to do the same thing. Amen? Amen. Well, let's open up in prayer. Father, we just thank you. We set this time aside for you. We incline our ears to hear you. We incline our eyes to see you. And we incline our hearts that we are open and receptive to the move of the Holy Spirit, to the spirit of truth. And we thank you for that. Lord, this is your service. This is your time. Use my mouth. Just, just consume my thoughts, Father God, with your thoughts for this time. That I may speak out the things that you have for this season, for this church, in this place. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 I'm going to throw a couple things out there really quick. Did you know that the disciples, they walked with Jesus for three years, right? If Jesus taught for six hours a day, within a three-year period, the disciples would have heard 6,570 hours worth of teachings. Isn't that interesting? Did you know that if we come and we don't miss any Sundays, that we would hear, and out of 15 years, so if I went 
52 weeks for two years, I would have heard 104 hours, excuse me, it's 104 hours, two services a year, or a week, excuse me, 52 weeks, two services a week. I've only would have heard 104 hours worth of teaching in a year. And the disciples heard in three years, 6,500. So what they already heard, what would that be divided by, uh, well, they would, they're already 2,000 hours above us in hearing for a year. Hearing the word. How does faith come? By hearing. Faith comes by hearing. So you've got to hear the word in order your faith to be built up, your faith to grow. I can share the word with you and your faith is going to be built up on that word because you're hearing it, because you've climbed your eye. So your faith is going to be built up in that area. But there's another area that the Lord's been ministering to my heart that the disciples did as well. And it's in James chapter 1, verse 22. And I'll wait till you guys get there. So just let me know. And I can hit it. Thessalonians, that's right before it. Hebrews. Hebrews is a pretty popular text. James 1. 22, right? 22, yes. It's in the New Testament. And it's almost like to the book of Revelation. So it's pretty close to the very back. James 1. I'm more excited you guys are even looking. I mean, I am thrilled. I am absolutely thrilled. I will wait until you guys get there. That does not bother me at all. Because the Holy Spirit would never move on without his people. James 1, 22. Glory be to God. Amen. I still see a few people looking. How are we doing? I got an amen, an amen, an amen, 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 good, two more, amen, are you there, yeah, one more, God bless you, Thank you. you're welcome, God bless you, <laughs> all right, James 1, 22, do you have the Bible app, God bless you, hallelujah, all right, so the Word of God says in James 1.22, But be doers of the Word and not hearers only. And we just talked about faith coming by hearing, right? So you have to hear the Word. And not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Verse 23, For if anyone is a hearer of the Word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face 
in a mirror, for he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and does not and is not a forgetful here, but is a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. You have to be a doer of the word in order for the word to be effective within your life. You can sit and you can hear the message of faith over and over and over and over. But until the disciples started walking out the things that Jesus said, thought, Lord, if that you, bid me to come. Right? When Peter was out on the boat, he says, it's me, come. Well, if he just sat there and boat, I got faith, Lord. I can walk on water. Yes, Lord. Right? But he never stepped out to do it. His faith is only his faith is as much as he heard it. There's there's another kick. There's another level that when it comes into doing and participating and interacting with God, that you have to step into those things that he says, "It's me. Come and do this." Amen. You go into the house and going and no matter it doesn't matter what frame of mind you're in. We're going to talk about forgiveness in a minute. No. <laughs> we'll we'll pray for you. No, I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> But she still had to go. She still had to walk something out. And God ended up manifesting himself in that and put it on her heart. This woman needs more prayer. If she cussed out a woman of God, how much prayer does this person need? A lot. A lot. Judas, Judas turned the Lord in. He, Judas Iscariot was the one who had the Lord killed yet the Lord knew it knew it was him and still walked next to him knowing Judas was going to betray him there are people you're going to walk next to and you know they don't have your best interest now let me let me put this out there abuse you do not have to walk next to if there's any physical abuse, you do not have to walk next to that. God does not tell you to be a doormat. Okay? But there are sometimes there are people who are just not for you that you'll be walking next to. And it's your example. You being a doer of the word. Not just, I go to church on Sundays. That's me. That's who I am. I go to church on Sundays. Isn't that good? See, I'm a Christian because I go to church on Sundays. Thank you, me. I go to church on Sundays. Okay, that's good. We are glad you are coming to church on Sundays. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. But to be a doer of the word brings both together. And you will bump up in a level of increase in your faith, in your fellowship with God, in the manifestations of the Holy Spirit, in the miraculous. The word of God calls us all to lay hands on the sick and that... The sick shall recover. But if you don't start laying your hands on the sick, they can't recover. So we have to be a doer of the word and not just a hearer only. And it starts with little things like forgiveness. Forgiveness is, is very, very big. Um, and I should close the wrong book, Lord. Well, I do have this quote from Billy Graham that I did want to say. Billy Graham says, it's not sufficient to urge people to love their neighbor unless we lead them also to the capacity of love. Christ gives man that capacity. So you can't really even love somebody until you have the love of God spread abroad upon your heart because that's the love that supersedes somebody cussing you out. 
I'm telling you, if she didn't have the love of God in her, she would have fought. She would have been up in her face and got her flesh all involved in it. But because the love of God is so manifested in her heart now that she has the capacity to love somebody, even though that person is expressing hate and, and vindictiveness and, and ugliness towards her. But yet she still has the capacity of love in her heart because God has manifest himself to her. And then she has a desire to pray for that person. That is the capacity of love. And that is being a doer of the word. And that is love in action right there. Right. Amen. Way to go, Andrew. Amen. God's Amen. Love. Amen. Yeah, it's yeah. God's love. It is God's love within us. So what good is it if I'm to sit here and tell you, you must forgive, you must forgive, but yet you don't have the capacity to forgive. It, it's all about Jesus. Jesus, he hung on the cross. It said that he was ashamed, embarrassed. He was ridiculed. They spit on him. They mocked him. Yet he still had a capacity of love. Now that's love. That's love. That's huge. So when you need to forgive to somebody, it talks about you really need to forgive them. We need to forgive um, because faith worketh by love. And if you're in hatred or unforgiveness, you don't have too much love happening with you. Let's go to John 20, 23. We're going to have a shouting after we're done with this because I want to shout for a little bit. Because it's really God who gives any of us the capacity to do anything. It, it, he gets all the glory. He gets all the praise. When uh, I was, I have to work on a paper, and I was reading something on the internet that a minister had posted, and she said she was speaking with God and asking God, how come, or maybe God was talking to her. I might have it twisted. But her or God, maybe God was asking a question to her and said, how come, she was asking God, how come, so many people show up to healing conferences, but yet when there's a worship conference, there's not a lot of people. And my heart broke right there. My heart just went, man, God, why are people not going to worship conferences? You know, and so I thought we really, we need to engage in worship with God because he's worthy. I mean, he's just flat out worthy. Even if we didn't excel to anything else, any blessings above what we're walking in right now, which we will if you stay in Christ, He's still worthy of all the praise. He just he just is. He's just worthy. So let's go to John, what did I say, 2023? Yep. Thank you. It says, if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. What? What does that mean? Wait a minute. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. But if you retain the sins of any, they are retained. That means you can walk around and not really have forgiveness for somebody. That person is free. If they went to God and they said, God, man, I so did this person wrong and I'm so sorry, Lord. She goes to God and she repents. She's forgiven. Right? She is. Because that's what we all are wanting God to do to us. So she's forgiven if she goes to God and repent. But if you can't forgive her, which you have because you're praying for her. <laughs> But if you hold on to that sin that somebody's done against you, you're going to harbor it. It's going to be there. It's called unforgiveness, and it stays. And unforgiveness is not an act of love. And then in Matthew 16, 15, it says, If you do not forgive the sins that others have done against you, I will not forgive yours. Let's look there. Matthew 6, 15. Oops, that's Mark. 
Matthew 6, 15 says, But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Oh, dang. <laughs> Guess what? If you have unforgiveness in your heart towards someone, but yet you're going to God going, Oh, Lord, I messed up. Forgive me of that. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. Guess what? He's got to wait. He's got to wait. Because you're still holding and harboring an unforgiveness against someone else. He's going to... There's no release. You've got to walk in the capacity of love. Which just says, you know what? It's okay. God's going to help me through this. To engage with God, to have that, that, that type of relationship with God... When somebody can really, 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 really wrong you. Like really, really, really bad. And then you can just stand in front of God and say, Okay, it's me and you, God. It's just me and you. I Just let them go. Let them be forgiven. Let them just go on with their life because I need to move on with you. You are it. It's me and you. I have... I. I constantly am standing in front of God in worship I always imagine he's in front of me um, no matter where I'm worshiping whether it's in my house and that I'm engaging with the Holy Spirit because I don't want the unforgiveness in my heart I don't want the bitterness in my heart because I need to move up I need to keep moving in the things of God I need to keep excelling with the Holy Spirit I keep needing that fellowship with God and when you're in that unforgiveness you're, you're, it's like blocks it blocks the capacity of love because he's given you a capacity but yet you're not doing the capacity that he's given you so there's a capacity of love that he puts on your heart but if you don't become a doer of the word and you don't walk in that love you don't walk in that forgiveness i'm telling you it's jesus all the way i can't do this there wasn't anything i could do there, there's never anything i can do but in christ in the capacity of love when he shows me his love when he shows me his care when he shows me his greatness when he shows me his mercy i want that and then i i surrender myself to that and i say you know what they deserve it too because i want you to forgive me i need you to forgive me god because i need I need to walk in faith. I need, I'm expecting things from you, God. I'm expecting to walk in the fullness of the blessing. The fullness of the blessing is nothing lacking, nothing missing. We're talking sound mind, a healed body, and prosperity. The blessing is the blessing from the top of our head to the soles of our feet. And if we can't get the one thing right when it comes to just engaging with the Spirit of God, just you and the Spirit of God. You come to church to learn to sense the presence of the Holy Spirit. To get an understanding of what that peace, that that just, I, I don't even have a word for it. If somebody's got a word for that, you can shout it out. But there is an atmosphere of peace that you learn when you come to church. And then you learn to get in that atmosphere one-on-one -on -one with you and God. You can have it at home. The first camp meeting I ever went to, I thought, I want this like all the time. I want to stay at church. I never want to leave. They're like, you can have it at home. I'm like, I can. You can. But you've got to do it. You can't just come on Sundays 
and think that you're going to walk in the fullness capacity of love. I'm sure you do other things. I'm sure she studies. You study, right? Okay, praise the Lord. <laughs> and I'm sure that you worship at home too. Yes. I'm sure you pray. Yes. At home as well. And all those things engage you with the Spirit of God and increases your capacity for love. Faith worketh by love. If you don't have that one thing down, you will really have a struggle with everything else. Some people don't even really receive their healing because they have such bitterness and unforgiveness in their heart that it blocks from receiving from the fullness of God. There is something about forgiveness and engaging with the Holy Spirit. Now let me preface forgiveness with this. Forgiveness is not a feeling. Feelings come from your mind, your will, and your emotions. Mainly your emotions. But when you ponder on something enough, it becomes, you get agitated over it, right? Sometimes you can just let it go and it doesn't bother you. Some guy cuts you off, you're in a really super good mood, so it doesn't bother you. But by the time the 10th guy comes and cuts you off, then you're like, what's up with that, right? Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? So when you engage with God, your capacity stays full and, and you don't harbor resentments. Things can come at you and you can walk away from them a lot easier when you stay in the capacity of love, when you stay engaged with the Spirit of God, when you imagine Him in front of you saying, okay, you know what? You suffered unto death and unto blood. I just got my feelings hurt here. <laughs> you know, I, my ego, ow, my ego got hurt. Man, that's pride. Pride's a toughie. Satan fell out of pride, right? Man, that, that was big. Watch out for pride. Pride's big. But forgiveness is not a feeling. It's an action. It's an action to just refuse to dwell on whatever it was that they did to you. And you actually say, you know what, Lord? Just forgive them. I just forgive them. And then when the enemy brings it up because he likes bringing, he finds our weaknesses. And he knows that one person who's just got your number. There's always somebody who just has our number, right? I mean, then they know the button to push. And it's just funny, like you said, you know, and, and the Satan will use that. But the more you are full of the capacity of love, the more you just don't have those buttons anymore. They just don't bother you anymore. So the thoughts come, and you're able just to quiet your mind and say, you know what, Lord, I just love you. I just worship you, God. God, you're just worthy of my heart. You're worthy of everything, and you're bigger than my anger. You're, you're bigger than everything, God. And you know what? I just love you, and I just choose to forgive that person. And I hope that you heal them. I pray, Father God, that you minister, and the conviction of the Holy Spirit falls on them, Lord, that they can come to know you as I know you. You are peace, and you are love and you are kindness, and you're merciful. And if you're merciful to me, then everybody, he's merciful to everybody. Sometimes even that person, you don't want him to be merciful to. That person's going to him going, God, be merciful to me. But if you're going to retain unforgiveness towards that person, then the Lord's like, well, I can't be merciful to you because you're not being merciful to them. So you, you kind of blocked the flow. There's not much I could do. So you've got to extend the mercy to others and, and just forgive them in, in the thought process. 
and don't dwell on those things. And when those things come up at you, just say, you know what, God, you're my fullness. You are my capacity. Let me say it again. It is not sufficient to urge people to love their neighbors unless we lead them also to the capacity of love. Christ gives man this capacity. It's all in him. And if you've been wronged, I'll, I'll tell you, I've been on the floor of my bedroom. That is not fair. <laughs> that is not fair, God. It's not fair. It's not right. It's not fair. And he's like, okay, do you feel validated yet? <laughs> it's like, well, do you agree with me, Lord? You know? Yeah, it wasn't fair. And it wasn't fair what they did to my son. Oh, oh, dang. Okay, God, right? You're right. I get it. I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry, Lord. And, um, you know, you just get things in perspective. And, and you're just like, okay, you know what, God, I got to get this right. I just, I just need to love them. I just need to love them. doesn't mean you have to be their best friends. But you've got to walk in mercy. Everything that you want God to do for you, you've got to start doing for others. Being a doer of the word is more than just in that sense of forgiveness to somebody. That's just for you guys to take home. That's, we're not going to have a repentive moment here. Um... I will say this, in Acts 3, 19, and we're going to switch off of forgiveness. Actually, we'll take a moment, actually, we will. Okay, I'm sorry, Lord. I apologize, you guys. I jumped that. Acts 3. This would help me. Now, this is really, this is good. I like this one. This one I got out of camp meeting. This one helped me. This helped type this message. It was perfect. Acts chapter 3, 19 through 20. It says, Repent, therefore, and be converted, converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the Lord, may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send Jesus Christ, who was preached to you before, Acts chapter 3, 19 and 20. Repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. So when you repent and the converted, they're talking about the transformation of the rebirth, but I'm talking about when it's time to repent. What happens when you repent? What did it say at the end? of 20 so that so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord so do you want that peace you want to engage with the spirit of God there's got to be a repentance if you know there's a repentance if you know there's something there that needs to be taken care of I'm not saying you just blindly blatantly go up and say, okay, I repent, Lord, so I can be refreshed by you. Repentance is a conviction on the heart. It's not just you just run up there and do it. You'll steer yourself to sin if you just constantly, uh, who was it? Job. Job constantly was giving sacrifices just in case his children sinned. They'll be seared to sin. Oh, dad's got it. He's given us a sacrifice so we can just keep sinning. He did no good for his children. He didn't do anything. But when the conviction of the Holy Spirit is on you, that's when there's a repentance. That's when repentance is due. When you know that you just aren't doing it right in your heart. And you haven't really forgiven. 
you need to just set it down and say, you know what, Lord, I just forgive them. And I repent, Father God, that my hatred towards them, my lack of love, my envy, whatever. You go through the whole gamut. Even if you don't know what it is, the Holy Spirit will discern in your heart what it is. And say, because I need to be refreshed by your presence. Because I need the capacity of love to bound within me that I can show your love and your goodness and your mercy to others. Because he's worthy. He is ultimately worthy of the reward. Right? It doesn't even really have anything to do with us. It has to do with him being worthy of every voice to praise him. Every voice. So I want to take just a minute, and I just want you guys to close your eyes. I'm not raising hands or anything, but I want you to think about that one person. So just close your eyes and think about the one person or five people. I don't even care how many it is. It doesn't matter. God is bigger than our hearts. So it doesn't matter how many it is. But get a face, and whatever it was that they've done, and even if you don't know what it do, what it is, even if it's a multiple to the things, just take it and get and just see them all. See them. And now put Jesus in front of your face. And say, God, I forgive them. I want to be merciful to them because I need your mercy in my heart. I want to forgive them. Because I need your forgiveness in my heart, God. I need your forgiveness for me that I can keep growing in you, God. God, give me that capacity of love. Give me the capacity of love that I can love others as you have loved them. Forgive me, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let me tell you, it's done. It's over. When the enemy brings it up, you say, no, 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 no. I forgive them. It's not a feeling. It's an action. It's not a feeling. It's an action. You are released. And now you may have times of refreshing in the Lord. Because all that's removed. And now the presence of God, you can engage with the presence of God and the peace of God. And that overwhelming just power of God. And be cleansed by him. So I have a song. Adam, were you able to get those words? You were? Yeah. Adam, you are the man. Oh my gosh. I cannot believe that. It's so cool. So there's going to be, we're going to go through it twice. And the first time we're going to sing the words. And then the second time I have a different choice of words for you. Uh, the Holy Spirit gave me these this morning. I woke up with this song this morning. And I'll be talking through this song. And you guys can stand up. And this is a shouting song. I just got done with a shouting meeting. Two songs. And if anybody would like prayer after the two songs or we'll let you go, um, go ahead, Adam, whenever you're ready.
part. Because I'm gonna lift you up. Boom. Let me see the words. Okay, go ahead and pause. So when it says, Lord, say, oh my Lord, say. And so it's telling us to say, I'm going to lift you up. So we're lifting God up right now. So now I want you to know that the reason we lift God up is because he wants to lift us up. And the reason you guys went through times of repentance so is that you can have times of refreshing so that the Lord can now lift you up. So now when we say this, when we say, I've come to lift you up, I want you to know it's Jesus singing that song to you. And he says, I've come to lift you up. Jesus says, I've come to lift you up. I've come to lift you up. Oh, my Lord says to me that he has come to lift you up. Let's play it again, Adam. I want you to know this Jesus now. Not us turning to him and lifting him up. And now he's come back and turned to us saying, now I'm here lifting you up. Because he has come to lift us up. Adam, go for it. Amen, amen. Oh, just the up part. That's all right. We'll leave it. We'll leave it. I don't want to hit your guys' this time.
Listen, God, you have a criteria that you got a redemption. Thank you, you have lifted me up. Thank you, God, you lift up my head. come and he teaches you that he actually lifts you up amen amen i will pray for anyone you can play that lightly and anyone else is excused because i know about the boat thing and but if anybody wants me to lay hands on them i am more than happy to lay hands i am stirred and full right now amen amen you want prayer adam go ahead and play and you guys are dismissed i love you all thank you for having me and engaging with the holy spirit hallelujah Amen.